This is Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. I'm on the phone today with Camilla Balbi, who uh, started Rooted Kombucha in Portugal two years ago and um, is um, going to very successfully by the look of it. How's it going, Camilla? Well, it's going really well. Um, the project actually started four years ago in my kitchen, um, but I opened the company two years ago when I started uh, uh, brewing in a factory. So um, it's, uh, it all started in my kitchen. I left my job. It was um, uh, the purpose was to work uh, uh, to have more time for my kids and to do something that I'm a highly creative person. And I, my mind is just full of ideas all the time. And um, I wanted to do something um, that would give me more, flexi- more flex- flexibility. And I also wanted to pass from service to product. Because before I was working as a health coach, so it has to do with health as well. So that's how I discovered kombucha. It came to me um, in a study that I was doing for autoimmune disease because I was working with patients in a clinic, an anti-aging clinic, um, working with patients with autoimmune disease, and I, my job was to um, change the way they were eating, introduce some um, uh, better lifestyle uh, habits, uh, and so on. So I started studying more um, about food and um, uh, how to, what are the foods that, because, uh, People with autoimmune disease, they, they have to have a very strict um, food intake. And um, so I wanted to get more prepared for that. And it's all about the gut because all diseases start in the gut. So yeah, I started... So, um, yeah. yeah, so just, just explain a little bit then. When you, were, when you were working as a health coach focused on anti-aging, autoimmune disease, and gut health, I mean, what's your... What's your like clinical experience then of kombucha as a beneficial um, substance for those kind of people to include in their diet? Yeah, so um, I start experiencing with the fermented foods, kombucha, kimchi, um, kefir, water kefir, and so on. And um, I would give to my patients for them to try, and um, they would see some, some benefits. They, they would uh, start um, uh, not craving so much different foods. Um, they would feel more, um, some people that had um, gastritis or uh, some, some um, um, like uh, reflux and uh, some arthritis and inflammations and stuff like that, they would start feeling better. Um, with the consistency of drinking kombucha, and they would start asking me, "Can you give make me some more? Can you? Where do I get it?" And you know, in Portugal, there was nowhere you could get it, and um, and that's how the idea just—I just fell in love for kombucha. I, I thought and it was so, so refreshing. It was so um, it was just so delicious, and I felt yeah. so good drinking it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, tell me about the journey. Tell me about the journey then. I mean, I'm a home brewer. I've been brewing my own at home for 12 mm-hmm. years. Um, I always had a day wow. job, though, that uh, I, I, I would have, you know, if I was much younger, I might have 
uh, taken the leap to open a, a company myself. But what was that process like for you? I understand Portugal, for instance, is quite bureaucratic. So to go from brewing your own at home, um, sharing it with patients, to going into full-scale commercial production, what were some of the challenges you had to overcome? Okay, I started brewing my kitchen, and I, I got to the point where I was making 200 liters in my kitchen, so there was no space to sit down. I had kombucha everywhere. My, my whole house smelled like vinegar. Right. And, um, I was selling in, um, at, at uh, my kids' school and other schools to moms, and uh, the world just word of mouth. And you just talk to friends, and everybody started calling me. And I was like, wow, this is really working. Like, people really enjoy it, you know. And I thought, um, this could really work. And um, so I started looking for a place I needed to get out of my I, – I, I tried to get a license to produce in my kitchen to, you know, start making labels and stuff, really selling not, not to only private people but to sell to stores. And, but I couldn't get it. Um, it was a, a very difficult. And so I, um, I talked to a friend of mine who was making, brewing beer in his garage, and um, I started experiencing his garage. He, he taught me how to bottle, how to keg, how to carbonate, and I learned a lot from him. Um, and I started making a little kombucha there as well, together with my house, um, from my home. And I would uh, carbonate there through, uh, on kegs. And I would bottle there with the uh, beer gum. And um, made some uh, very homemade label first. But uh, it looked very professional, I thought. And it looked very cute. So that's the first time that I went from an IKEA bottle that cost like, what, €1.50 to um, a beer bottle, like one of these most common beer bottles. And um, so the price was very different, and that's when I could actually uh, bring the price down and uh, sell to, to places where they, people could resell, right? Um, I could, people could get a march as well. So it started very slowly like that, and that took two years. And after two years uh, doing it um, this way, I looked for a factory. I started looking for a factory. It took me one year to find this one. I looked for a factory that uh, I, I didn't have the budget to build a factory from scratch. And I didn't want to take that. Um, also, I didn't want to take that uh, risk because I, I never run a factory before. I didn't have that much experience. So I didn't feel safe to do that. And, um, and I was doing it all on my own as well. So I thought it would be better to get a brewing contract. This is what uh, this friend of mine, the, the beer guy, um, taught me and told me. And I was just about chatting with people. I, I just learned things. And um, then I got this uh, beer contract uh, with this factory um, after one year going around and getting a lot of notes because people didn't know what kombucha was and beer people didn't want to mix this kombucha with beer and uh, they didn't know what they were getting to. They didn't know how to make kombucha. Yeah, so people were skeptical. And then I found these really nice guys and they were very open and, and they said, yeah, let, we can try. And, uh, and then COVID hit. 
like the same month, but like weeks after I spoke to them and they said they were very open to try. COVID just hit. And I was like, oh my God. So we just kept in touch through COVID. And uh, we said when, when it, uh, COVID gives us a break, we try. And we tried okay. with the beer, with their fermenters, beer fermenter. And I thought, oh, it will never work because it's a closed fermenter. You know, I was like, mm, how are we going to do this? But it did work. It did work. We tried a second time. It worked again. But it was hell to get this Kobe out of that thing. I almost fell yeah. inside. So it was really difficult. It was like fishing and very difficult. So I decided that I needed fermenters. That's when I went and got myself fermenters, uh, open fermenters for kombucha. And I installed it there, and I started brewing it there. So okay. and I've been doing so, that with hmm? – uh, Is this, uh, is this something you launched by yourself, or did you have partners from the beginning, or are you the sole founder? I'm the are only founder. I'm, I, I've been doing it by myself. Well, and do you I have, have other from, do you have other people working with you now then? Is to help bottle and distribute and Yeah, uh, they, they 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 this factory they they do the the production. So with my uh, direction, my recipe and everything, I'm there well, the day that we produce, I follow up and I'm yeah. there to try it out and uh, decide when it's ready and um but they they do the they follow up with the measurements. Um, yeah. And they just report to me, and uh, and they do the the bottling, they do the the packaging, the labeling, all that. Okay, so and I, I have time, your... and that's what I wanted because I can't just brew and sell and you know do everything. So that gave me time. I gave the production for them to make because I tried all the recipes and everything, and it worked. So I passed them the production, and I had time to go and sell and do my marketing and, you know, uh, communication and uh, visit yeah. clients and, yeah, the rest. And the accounting right. and this, the, the, the invoicing and all that that I still do. So it's right. still a lot. I'm not producing, yeah. but it's still a lot. And so I saw I on your website. Still look, sorry. Yeah? Can I just ask? I saw on your website that you have a distribution pretty much throughout Portugal, obviously Lisbon, Cascais, nearby, and other towns. So do you, yeah. you, do you have a distri- distributor, or do you, how do you get those accounts? The, the I, um, I, I am um, working with the one distributor, yes, and um, he does the big surfaces, and I do the rest. Um, okay. So we... He got me into some of the big supermarkets that I am in. Um, I'm about in about three. So yeah, that's that's him do him. He's doing, and uh, and then I got a transporter that will transport anywhere in Portugal. So people that buys on my buy on my website, I just can send to anywhere in Portugal, and right. and about about abroad as well. But the the fees are so high that it's I don't think people will. Not right. yet. <laughs> well, it's still early, no. early, early days. As you know, I talked to a couple yes. of other companies yeah. in Portugal. You've still got the majority of Portuguese of any age who really don't know kombucha who you can introduce it to. So that's good. I think we're lucky in Portugal. We have so many foreigners because it's true that the Portuguese people know less kombucha than 
but than foreigners. But we have so many people from abroad moving here and living here right now. So yes, everybody speaks. You can go anywhere. You hear French, Swedish, English. You hear German. It's crazy. This is so international. Portugal, it's like it's so international right now. So wherever you go, you meet foreigners and uh-huh. expats living here. So yes, it's not only Portuguese anymore. I have a big, big um, public from from foreigners, from not Portuguese. Yeah, I mean, I I I visited your country and. I know for a fact it's one of those countries that, like in America, the people are looking where, the, where could they move, live uh, less expensive. And Portugal is always right at the top of the list as a country that welcomes yeah. Yeah. immigrant uh, people, retirees like me and so on. So you're finding that, yeah. that that's, a, that's a part of your uh, market then is people from other countries who, who know kombucha. Yes. Who them. Very and course, much. In Lisbon it's, and, and Porto and those cities, uh, there are definitely uh, a lot of tourists year-round. So do you so find much. that tourists are, again, people who, who learn to enjoy your kombucha? For sure, for sure. Yeah. I, I sell the most in places where um, you see foreigners as well, like a, a gourmet supermarket, and um, that people from abroad come and look for different brands, you know. So they have right. brands from everywhere, it's more special supermarkets like that. And um, also because I, I sell a premium kombucha, so it's not a, an industrialized, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit more upscale. So it has a different mm-hmm. price range as well. So, mm-hmm. it's, Yeah. What what are your plans for the future? When you said on Instagram you're looking to uh, find a new space okay. because the sales have yeah. doubled. So, yes. So now I'm limited where I am right now. I want to produce more and I want to um, introduce new flavors. I want to have more freedom, and uh, I'm not able to. And I think um, so. Uh, I'm. It's uh, yeah. I, I think it's time to move on and to a new place. So that's very difficult to find. Um, um, I would love to have a factory on my own, of course, but I don't have that budget. Um, I would love to get a partner. I haven't been able to find one either (laughs) so far. Um, An investor, you know, um, where uh, a person who would help me to scale. I have big dreams. And uh, I have so many ideas, and I I don't like to be only you know having ideas. I like to execute them, and I have lots of ideas. And uh, I would love to um, diverse to different products as well, um, different fermented fermented uh, products and stuff. So yeah, uh, now I'm looking for a new factory. I might have found it. Uh, we are we are talking, and uh, it looks very good. That would be point. I will be pointing for autumn to move. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but That's I don't cool. want to say anything anymore because it's not set yet. So. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, uh, I wish you luck with your expansion, and it sounds like you're riding the wave. You know, of the interest mm-hmm. in kombucha amongst people, native Portuguese as well as um, as well as visitors. So good luck, and it was great to talk with you. 
Thank you, Jan. It was great talking to you as well. And I hope okay. next time you come, you give me a ring, and we go and drink some kombucha together. <laughs> I look forward, look forward to it. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.